Hey there, and welcome to Scopophilia. We are the millennial movie movement. And I, of course, am your host, Becky Teller, here to lead that movement into the future by continuously talking about movies. And so at the end of last episode, I made a very fun announcement, which was we have merchandise. And if you are following us on Instagram, which if you're not, girl, what are you doing? Follow us on Instagram. But if you follow us on Instagram, then you know merch is out. Merch is being sold out in the world. And it's unreal, (laughs) to say the least. Uh, It's been something that we've worked been working on in the background for a very long time. And it's just it's just kind of amazing that it's out. Um, so we have an initial run of merch. We have a t-shirt with our logo on it. We have a tote bag so you can look extra cute at Trader Joe's or your grocery store of choice. I'm an Aldi girl myself. Uh, and we also have a really awesome black hat. Uh, it has our Scopophilia text on it. It's just amazing. Go ahead and check it out. Go to our Instagram at scopophilia underscore podcast, and the link is in the bio there. But enough housekeeping. You are here to talk about movies just like I am, and girl, I'm here for you. (laughs) Today is so incredibly exciting because, one, I have Renny Rivas on the show of the Ring Ring podcast, um... We've been kind of Instagram friends for a little bit, and now I can say that she is a definite friend. And additionally, she picked one of my top favorite movies. It's a comfort movie for me, almost. I watch it at least two times a year, if not more, and it still cracks me up. We are talking about Adam's Family Values, the second of the 1990s Adams Family films with Angelica Houston, Christopher Lloyd, Christina Ritchie, uh, Joan Cusack is in this film, and then, of course, the late, great Raul Julia. I love this film. I cannot stop talking about this film, so I'm just going to get right into this interview because I love this movie so, so much. So without further ado... My interview with Rennie Rivas about her favorite film, Adam's Family Values. Enjoy! Scopophilia is the newest thing to hit the market. Defined as deriving aesthetic pleasure from looking at something, it's the new craze sweeping the nation. Taken in large doses, side effects can include an addictive nature to have more film content. If this increase occurs, consult no one and keep listening. And welcome back to another episode of Scopophilia, the podcast. I am so excited because I'm here with Renny Rivas. Hi, how are you? Oh, I am good. It is still daylight over here and you're in the future on the East Coast. (laughs) Sun is down. Yes, yes. We are in full pajama fantasy right now here on the East Coast. (laughs) Well, I am too. The sun is still up, but the pajamas are on. Yes. 
We are comfy and we are here. <laughs> I reached out. We connected on Instagram, which was lovely. Um, and we follow each other. And I just started getting into your show, oh, which what? if people if people aren't familiar, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, your podcast. Sure. Well, it's a pandemic side effect, as most podcasts <laughs> are that occurred last year. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. If you didn't get the virus, you would have picked up a podcast at some point. You know, I just craved communication like we all did. And I thought, what if I crafted conversations into a show? And I know that's the goal for most podcasts, but I tinker <laughs> with my phone calls a lot. It's, mm-hmm. I really don't just let it ride. I, I, <laughs> I go through a really long phone call and what it is eventually going to be is a very tight conversation that jumps topics every couple minutes. Um, right. So it's a lot of work and I'm taking a break. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm really happy with it, and I'm glad people are enjoying it. I I just need a little hands off for a bit. <laughs> oh, totally, a hundred percent. I I so I'm I mean I'm enjoying it. I'm just picking it up, so I'm, it's a little slow going, like morning commute right now. But I'm enjoying it. It's it's been fun. It's very different than I think the normal podcasts that I usually pick up, which are like true crime or like movie related. So, oh, I, <laughs> so I, edit out, I, I cut out the true crime parts. Like anyone that <laughs> anything that's going to get someone arrested or right. blacklisted, I trim that a bit, but uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad you're listening. Yeah, for sure. And so we connected on Instagram, which was awesome. I said, do you want to come on? And you said, yes, thank, thank you for coming on the show first and foremost. And so you said, you're watching a little more YouTube than movies recently. Uh, sorry. And so I no, no, don't apologize. It's a film podcast. I, I admire you. I admire what you're doing. It's like the, the opposite of how I've spent all of my entertainment hours right. for a long time. Listen, no judgment here. We're, we're all on our own journeys. <laughs> but so you... And I love this because I said, you know, take your time, think about some movies, and you picked Adam's Family Values. And so, first question, yeah, why why this movie and not other movies? Adam's Family Values is my favorite comedy, specifically <laughs> comedy. And mm-hmm. as much as I think of it as part of a double feature with Adam's oh, yeah. Family, or the original movie, I feel that it is tighter and finished and could not be a better comedic script. Yes. Every detail is leading up to a joke. You know, as much as I love the first movie, and believe me, I I thought they're pretty close in how much I love both movies. Um, (laughs) But the finesse in the script for Adam's Family Values, I I think about it a lot. It is so succinct. When you... When you rewatch it, you realize the scenes just go really fast. Yeah. Because it's it's uh it's build up punchline, build up punchline, build up punchline. Mm-hmm. And the first movie established the live action version to with these actors. It was the first movie. You need to establish everything. And I feel like it was such a hit and so loved that they were able to uh, really go hit it out of the ballpark in the, in the comedy aspect because everything else was established in the first movie. 
Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Well, and so I'll just throw it out there. This is probably in my top three or five movies, like favorite movies. What a great coincidence. I know. Well, and it's so funny. You, I literally gasped audibly when you sent like, hey, let's do Adam's Family Values. I was like, oh, yes, thank you. Oh my um, God. And especially because, so I'm I'm getting married and so I'm starting like that planning process. Wait, wait, yeah. rewind. You're getting married? I am. Getting, thank you. <laughs> so I'm starting like the planning process and I need like a day of coordinator and I keep asking them, you know, what's your favorite movie? So that like, I know who they are and like what they're about. Mm. And they're like, Oh, good question. Good question. And then they give me theirs and they, sometimes they say, well, what's your favorite movie? And I go, mm-hmm. Adam's family values. What? Like, that's- <laughs> So you've been telling your wedding planners, when you say coordinator, do you mean a uh, wedding planner or some other aspects of the wedding production? Yeah. So it's, I need somebody day of to make sure things are running smoothly yeah. for me like for my venue. Um, but, but maybe some partial planning. We're not really sure yet. It's, it's very early. Yeah. Their taste in film is top yeah. priority. And I respect that a lot. Right. <laughs> I don't care how the chicken turns out. I need right. to know. <laughs> Listen, one woman said her favorite movie was Transformers. And I was like, I can't trust you to plan my. <laughs> the hard pass. Right. <laughs> So then let me ask you, what would you say is kind of like the shortest synopsis that you could give about this movie? Like for people who haven't seen it. Would these people be familiar with the Charles Adams comics or the TV show at all? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck on, I, I'm, I'm about four words in. A spooky misfit family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who loves their brother hmm does whatever it takes to oh gosh rewind again <laughs> let's go back to the wedding planning <laughs> wait <laughs> i need to have a wedding planner to coordinate my synopsis for this movie uh, uh well i mean they're both they're both centered around fester if you're going to describe the plot they're both Fester focused. Yeah. Fester centric. (laughs) Um, Okay. So for the sequel specifically, a serial killer called the Black Widow deceives Fester and his spooky misfit family does whatever it takes to get him back and... (laughs) Oh man, what a boring synopsis. I, I would I would skip real fast if I was clicking through Apple TV and I saw that synopsis. Like, wow. Spooky misfit family does whatever it takes. Yawn. No. I don't know. When you say the phrase spooky misfit family, I, I have intrigue a hundred percent. Like how spooky. Well, I know, right? I, I need a level of spookiness. Like, how how spooky are we going here? We'll, a little bit of a deeper dive. So, all right. Well, so then let me ask you perhaps an equally as hard question. Do you have do a it. favorite? Do you have a favorite part or moment in this film? Oh my goodness. Well, there's certainly plenty of quotes I use in my daily life, intermittently Always. with Simpsons quotes. So. Yes. 
<laughs> Depending on how catty I'm feeling. If it's <laughs> if it's a silly moment, it's usually Simpsons. But if I'm feeling especially catty or cold or crass, <laughs> you know, a Morticia line might come up. Um, uh-huh. Gosh, there's so many moments. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. You know what I say a lot, though, is what about Debbie? Like when she has the whole family in the electric chairs and she's yes. doing her PowerPoint. Yes. And everyone's about to die. And she's <laughs> she's telling everybody what she deserves. And grandma says, what about, what about Debbie? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. When I'm feeling selfish, I say, what about Debbie sometimes? (laughs) (laughs) I don't enjoy hurting anybody. I don't like guns or bombs or electric chairs. But sometimes people just won't listen. And so I have to use persuasion. And slides. Husband number two, the senator. He loved his state. He loved his country. What about Debbie? Sorry, Debbie, no Mercedes this year. We have to set an example. Oh, yeah? Set this! Love it. I love that. Oh, oh, no, he lives. (laughs) (laughs) From the moment where Morticia is reading The Cat in the Hat to her unfortunately (laughs) curled blonde baby. Yeah. um, and skips to the end of Cat in the Hat and says, "Oh no, he lives. <laughs> he lives. <laughs> something doesn't something doesn't go the way I wanted. Oh right. no, he lives. Will come up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love this movie so much in in those little moments of like, and I always go back to I think it was like an old Tumblr post of something of like the Adams family is supposed to be like the antithesis of the nuclear family in yeah. that they're dark and they're weird and they're spooky." And they love their children and they, the parents love each other, which I think is so adorable and cute. And, And I just, I just love this idea that, Anything their children want to do, they are so down for. Like, so oh, they want to go to parents camp. that. Oh, sorry, I know. <laughs> I overlapped. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just like, said. oh, they want to go to camp. They want to go to camp. That's so weird, and and I don't know, but that's what they want to do. So I guess we'll let them go. Like, you know, it's just so precious for sure. You know, Paul Rudnick. The writer put some of that in there. He want you know parents embracing the artsy kids, or <laughs> <laughs> pursuing you know pursuing their weird dreams, <laughs> like going to yeah. camp, or in yeah. the first movie, <laughs> performing a Hamlet scene with blood everywhere. <laughs> like, yes, yes, the arts. 100%. Yes, moral of the movie: support the arts for sure. <laughs> And uh, it's funny you said the opposite of the the antithesis of the nuclear family because I I think of the Adams family as very healthy. The parents, oh, yeah. the parents fuck. They fuck whenever yeah. they can. They're doing 100%. it in just out of frame, you know, <laughs> like, like all the time. Um, yes. and I, I feel like so many sitcoms have just inert sexuality with the parents and they fight 
And the kid, they just don't understand the kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so for sure. The fam, the, the parents have a healthy sexual relationship, and they support each other. Uh, they're just really spooky and goth, and like <laughs> murder. And a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I, I just think. It just warms my heart how supportive they are and how in love they are with each other, like, yeah. at all times. It's just so sweet. And, like, they're so accepting of, like, the other kind of people that yes. the one thing the one thing that frustrates me about this movie so much oh. is that if Debbie mm. was like, hey, I'm a serial killer, they'd be like, oh, do you want to come to brunch? Like, they would oh, yeah. accept her so quickly, it would make her head spin. Like, <laughs> like she didn't need to work that hard, but she did. And like, mm. it all goes wrong because of that. Like, because if she, she only had- knew. <laughs> right. <laughs> she, she put in so much effort. Mm-hmm. She, she could have gotten a graded on a curve, you know, she didn't have to right. put in all that work. Right. <laughs> They paid a student to take her SATs. She didn't have to study. Exactly. Yeah. But all that scheming. Yeah. Because she goes in with bad intentions of like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to kill somebody. I'm going to take all their money. It Mm. all goes wrong. (laughs) But if she had just come in and been like, hey, like I need money because I'm on the run and I killed somebody. Like they'd be like, oh, you're so young to be doing that. Congratulations. Right. (laughs) I'm I'm so glad that this is one of your favorite movies because I don't know much about you and I felt bad going into this not being really familiar. I've listened to one episode of the show, but I also watch watch fish videos and at, at the three minute mark I get I get a little tired. So that's where I'm at with my attention span lately. Um, because you love it so much, I'm wondering what your favorite quotes or scenes are. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, so many, like, as so I was watching it, uh, a little bit last night, a little bit today. And like, my fiance was just laughing at me because I was laughing so hard. He's like, you've seen this movie 50 times. And I'm like, and it's still funny. <laughs> it's, it's hysterical. Yeah. Truly yeah. hysterical. And, I mean, and just like, I think my favorite scene is when they are all in the electric chair yes. and she's doing the PowerPoints, 100%. And, and Be- Becky, just the details, they happen to have enough for the whole family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's just 90s enough that like you get that you're in the era. Sorry, just 90s but, enough. <laughs> right. It's just 90s enough that it's like, you get that you're in that era, but like I can watch it now and it's, it's still... It holds up so well. It holds up oh. so well. <laughs> and it takes some risks with with commentary that uh-huh. at the time wouldn't have been so risque, so they went for it, that nowadays I think they would have held back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 100%. And I just... It's just like those little moments. Mm-hmm. Like, I was cracking up. When Debbie's meeting everybody and she goes, oh, I haven't met Fester. And Morticia is like, oh, yes, Fester, come meet Debbie. And Debbie says something like, where do you find these oh Adams, Adams men? And Morticia goes, it has to be damp. It has to and be like, damp. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
I was laughing so hard. It's so good. Yeah. And then in that same scene, an example of one of the lines that I think at the time were too risque, not not to the severity of a Michael Jackson joke or a commentary uh-huh. on the treatment of Native Americans, but right. in that exact scene with the introduction, the, the dinner, um, <laughs> she says, he, so European. Debbie says, so European. And Fester goes, but I took a bath. Right. (laughs) Even, I know it's subtle. I just, I feel like that would be held back today. (laughs) Yeah. In a major motion picture for for the family. (laughs) Right. Like, you can't say Europeans. Right. Well, and I love watching it now that I'm older, because I remember watching it when I was, I don't know, like middle school, elementary school, and not getting a lot of the jokes, just liking the overall plot. Oh. Now I watch it and I'm like, this is the funniest thing ever written. <laughs> From beginning to end, there are entendres. Um, no, sorry. There is entendre, my French. I didn't get past the uh, <laughs> conversational intro to the, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> There's entendre from beginning to end. Um, Mm -hmm. Just right in the beginning, maybe the first 10 minutes, there's a joke about... There's a joke that really suggests Fester uses thing for personal pleasure. Right. (laughs) Like, wow. Because uh, you even see the reaction shot. He's just shaking. His hand shaking. He's traumatized. (laughs) <laughs> from the implied <laughs> masturbation. Wow. Yeah, we right. didn't do that, did we? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's so funny. And like, and now watching it, it has, like you said, like something to say about Native Americans, about... Um, rich people like, and, and rich culture people. and... Yes. I love that quote. Mm. I wrote it down is when they're talking, uh, the Grangers are talking about summer camp and they say, yeah. you know, to just have fun. Cause that's what privilege is all about. And it's like, yeah, that, that hits different now. It does. That line. I'm like, yes, the privilege. And everybody claps. And they're like, <laughs> I remember in that scene, the whole crowd of parents is white, except for Jamal's parents. There's two mm-hmm. black characters and they're all white and they're all clapping. <laughs> so that's right. what privilege is all about. Like, wow, that hits so good now. <laughs> no. Well, between that and then when um they're doing their swim lesson and Amanda says, I'll be the victim, and Wednesday oh, goes, All oh, your life. life. <laughs> <laughs> oh best. just think they had to they had to take up Wednesday's lines. To another notch of comedy because she lost the youthful voice she had in the first movie. She sounds yeah. more like a, a young woman. And I rewatched the first movie and I realized there's another layer of how funny Wednesday's lines are. Because she sounds like a little girl. Yeah. Um, in the in the first movie, like, let's play a game. Is there a god? Right. <laughs> oh my god, it's so <laughs> funny. So so taking it up to her lower, taking it up while her octave goes down, yeah, she got lines just as catty as Morticia, 
And uh-huh. you, even, you uh-huh. even see her becoming a little more Tisha with the nail polish in one scene, dressing up. Yes. It's, it's, yes. it's very calculated. Every every visual. A hundred percent. Well, and even even the the thought process of like introducing Joel as like her kind of like yes. love interest, like as a child. <laughs> It's like they're setting her up to be on that same uh, like plane as Gomez and Morticia. And then at the end, she kind of flips the script because she's like trying to scare him to death. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that. That was a ballsy ending. Yeah. I can't imagine they, the producers embrace that ending with open arms because it is yeah. really creepy. <laughs> like, how is this? This is a PG movie. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> What a creepy ending. I am all on board with the creative license they had. (laughs) They they went for it. Right. 100%. Perfect script. Chef's kiss. 100%. I, well, and I, I love the script is so clever. And on top of it, the acting is so good because so many of the characters say their lines almost like it's a throwaway. Like it's it's all like very quick, like sometimes you miss it humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just think that's such a clever way to do it. Like we don't we don't need to hear it as long as like other comedy movies do. You right. know what I mean? There's no rim yeah. shot. Right. <laughs> it's just I said that and now we're moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love this movie so much. I cannot. <laughs> well, and like like, even now, like, after I've done, like, you know, film schools and now we're doing podcasting and stuff, like, the one thing that always gets me about this movie is they have beauty lighting over Morticia's eyes, like, at the all r- time. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, can we Can we attribute RuPaul's decision to have that lighting as taking yes. a nod from Mar- Morticia? Because that is RuPaul lighting. That is the first thing I thought of when I rewatched it. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Hundred percent, RuPaul, we're calling you out. <laughs> and also, I mean, you have Raúl Julia. Mm. I can't, and like, I know that they did an animated Adams Family film pretty recently. Yeah, and even that, I feel like, doesn't quite compare to him. Yeah, and it makes me a little sad that yeah the the choice to have actor's name on the tip of my tongue play Gomez in the animated film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. What's his name? Oh, gosh. Let me see. (laughs) Oh, gosh. What is his name? Uh, Oscar Isaac. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So it makes me a little sad that although Oscar, Oscar Isaac is a great Gomez it is so clearly an impression of Raul Julia. I don't, I don't want to take that away from Oscar Isaac because I, watched the movie and I think the vocal performances were wonderful but the Puerto Rican accent and the the passion it tugs my heart a little bit because the animated film was partial to the comics and yeah the the writing is more in line with the live action films we're discussing so yeah that's one element of the live action film they, they put into the voice acting and it made me sad. I, I wish they did something completely different with Gomez's voice. Because yeah, the well, and he died too too young and Yeah. It's all a little sad. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, and I can't imagine 
because he was so iconic, because he was so good in this role, mm-hmm. I I literally can't imagine doing another live action Adam's Family without him. Like that doesn't make sense in my mind until we find somebody who can be like comparable to him without like ripping off what he was already doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, John Aston yeah. did a did a different kind of Gomez. So I think it all has to be a different kind of Gomez. Yeah. Yeah. To move on, to move forward with another yeah. real life Gomez. Right. And like it's funny because sometimes I ponder, like if I, you know, get my act together and start screenwriting, like I always say I'm going to. <laughs> you went to if, film school, you said. I did, yeah, yeah, for a hot second. And then I did uh, my nice. master's online. Oh my goodness. Which, so we we didn't do a lot of screenwriting in that time, but I always tell myself I'm going to start screenwriting mm-hmm. at some point. And I always like ponder to myself, like, okay, if we were to do another Adam's Family film like these amazing 90s Adam's Family films, what would the plot look like? And in my mind, Ooh. I can't do it. I can't do it without Raul Julia. Yeah. It would have to be, I would want Angelica uh, Houston back. I would want Christina Ritchie back, but it would, everyone would be older. <laughs> you know, it would be like a next generation Adams family instead of, I don't know, re- redoing it from the beginning, if that <laughs> makes sense. And I don't, I don't know if it's just because of how good his Gomez was or what, but it's, I don't know. I'm, we're still working it out. <laughs> we're still fleshing out the details. Yeah. He was really yeah. inspiring for acting of any kind because he was an incredible dramatic performer and delivered mm-hmm. comedic lines with the intensity of Shakespeare, of Broadway. Yeah. When he sings opera, <laughs> the <laughs> idea of a real opera singer is you put your heart and soul into it. And the best comedic actors do that. He, yeah. He, you know, the, the cast was so solid. Every main actor played it like a drama you know their lines just happen to be hilarious <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's no, really inspiring totally. for any performer yeah your character so. doesn't know it's funny <laughs> if, yes. if if their world is their reality you know <laughs> yes totally and I think a lot of people forget that in films especially comedy films now I think there's there's not as much of a thought of that process of like, you don't think you're funny. The lines are funny. So mm-hmm. it will be funny if that makes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the intensity of Gomez, 10 out of 10. We have yes. no milk, like anything. If yes, <laughs> any little thing would be <laughs> an operatic baritone. You know, like, <sighs> um, yes. That's, that's how you got to do it. Cause it, the fire, the fire in his loins, the fire in his passions. It's all, it's all 10 out of 10. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> high stakes. <laughs> yes. That whole scene where they're in the police department and <laughs> he's just like, she, he took, she took my brother to Hawaii. It's just so distinct and so oh. passionate. I what love a- it. I demand justice. Someone has married my brother. No. She took him to Hawaii. Get out of here. 
They have moved into a large, expensive home where they make love constantly. I hate when that happens. Arrest her at once, without delay. Who? Debbie, my brother's wife, the temptress of Waikiki. Who are you? What are you? Who moved the rock? Officer, you must issue a subpoena. I believe they own... Gomez, no. A Buick! Just leave. Leave quietly. Leave now. Don't make me call Ringling Brothers. Has the planet gone mad? My brother, passion's hostage. I seek justice. Denied. I shall not submit. I shall conquer. I shall rise. My name is Gomez Adams, and I have seen evil. I have seen horror. I have seen the unholy maggots which feast in the dark recesses of the human soul. They're at camp. I have seen all this, officer. But until today, I had never seen you. What a great example of that. Those lines are so silly. Yeah. And he's at the brink he is at the brink of tears. His yes. family's his family is is going to be destroyed and they have a Buick. You <laughs> 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 have to arrest Debbie, the tempered temptress of Waikiki. <laughs> Waikiki. <laughs> so good. And I mean, also, I'm like you said, the cast is so solid. And I one, I think one of the things that I love about this film more than the first film mm-hmm. is, uh, oh my gosh, totally. Uh, oh, I have the list right here. Joan Cusack. Mm. I love Joan Cusack in this film, and like <laughs> yeah. she just brings, she just brings it in this movie. So good. Ah, uh, Chef's kiss, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. <laughs> Don't touch it, not until the scab falls off. That's a <laughs> that's another one comes up in my life. <laughs> Give me a kiss. Give me a Give 20. Me a 20. <laughs> when okay, so the visual details in this movie. When mm-hmm. when Debbie is out of cash and we have the exposition scene of her watching whatever it is, like 2020. The yeah, like hard copy, right? Whatever that yeah. show was. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the, the host says the Black Widow is out of money. We see her nightstand and it literally has three dollar bills. Yeah, like some change some on top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the coins, right? I'm like, that's so funny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she just she just plays it so perfectly where even when they're on their honeymoon and she still has the ruse up and like she's a she's about to kill him or she thinks yeah. she is <laughs> and she says would you die for me and he goes yes and she goes promise and then throws it in the tub it's just iconic it's yeah. so brilliant so brilliant creepy yeah. just, <laughs> really i mean it's funny but it's a it's a great horror shot it's a it's yeah. an excellent horror shot. You see her laughing and the strobe light effect on her face is so cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's like fully living her Black Widow fantasy in Hawaii, just mm-hmm. living it up. And then the light bulb comes on and she's like, 
Oh, the note I wrote was Debbie has met her match, an indestructible rich man. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, something I realized today is that yes, the dynamic between Debbie and Fester is a lot like his mom, quote unquote, in the first movie. Just psychologically that, yeah. messed up, and yeah. the, the mommy issues are still there. And the power and the control. In the first movie, there's another scene I don't think would happen in this day and age. I think it would be too risky, which is Fester's mom or, you know, Gordon's mom. Um, mm-hmm. Dr. Pindersloss or whatever her real name was. <laughs> I can't remember. Yes. What, her yes. real name I can't remember in the movie. But she <laughs> slaps him and she says, look what you made me do. That yeah. is domestic abuse behavior. <laughs> and that is exactly yes. what drew him to Debbie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's it's like he thinks he wants a dominating relationship because that's the only other affection he's known before mm-hmm. coming back to the family, basically. Yeah. But that's that's not what he actually wants. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, and Morticia yeah. respects that. And now I realize, no, no, the quote I say more than anything in this entire movie is but Debbie Pastels. That's, yes, yes. And I say more than anything in my life from this movie. Go away! That is not my brother. Sorry. You have enslaved him. You have placed Fester under some strange sexual spell. I respect that. But please... May we see him? Don't even think about it. You have gone too far. You have married Fester. You have destroyed his spirit. You have taken him from us. All that I could forgive. But Debbie... What? Pastels? Get out of my house! Hit the road! And if you ever show your faces around here again, I'll have you locked up for trying to visit. Right, Fessy? Right! <laughs> Understandable. Un- iconic. Iconic. Just, like you said, the family accepts her messed up <laughs> qualities. Yes. They, are we- they are welcoming her fucked up behavior. <laughs> they just... Yes. <laughs> they have their priorities. They- they'll condone yes. a lot. And it's-, it's really all wrapped up in that long line about what she's done to fester. <laughs> yeah. Like, Debbie Pastel. Yeah. Have your priorities straight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, totally. Cause I mean, if you look at the movie, they, they bake a stripper into a cake. Mm-hmm. She's dead. And they're like, Oh, say la vie. Like that's it. <laughs> Between that and, um, and just all of the little tidbits of like, Oh, who's this lady killer? And he goes, acquitted. Like, (laughs) acquitted. (laughs) Acquitted. Like, it's just, there's so much that this family will accept in in the people that they accept into their family. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, they're all about dark. They're all about, you know, all of those things. And then (laughs) Debbie comes in and she would fit so perfectly. Totally. But just not meant to be. Yeah. In the world that Charles Adams set up, all of these things are possible. In another yeah. movie, 
this would this wouldn't play. Like, no, it's because yeah. it's the Adams family. It can be as as dark as charcoal, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why. Because we've all we've all loved and accepted these characters for decades and decades. So we yeah. <laughs> they get away with it, and I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love these movies so much. And you're so right. They have like a subliminal, like political agenda that they have, a social agenda that they have. And mm-hmm. I just, I just love this movie so much. Like, so much. I mean, so what else can we say about this movie other than how amazing it is? <laughs> well, looking back, you notice even more details that. Yeah. Are, funnier maybe upon a different viewing <laughs> like yeah um <laughs> we said earlier that it's hysterical the movie's hysterical but we're so familiar with it oh both movies yeah. are very funny uh but when um <laughs> when fester meets debbie pretty much in the first chunk of the movie and he's so awkward it just gets another level of laughter from me because it almost looks like they went with a take that was a mistake because he's so yeah. awkward. Like Chris- the director said, eh, just one more, sh- one more for fun. Let's do it again for yeah. fun. And then they all started laughing and that made it into the movie. That's, that's yeah. what it felt like. He's yeah. so awkward. He like tumbles and <laughs> cowers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and Christopher Lloyd, so good. Iconic actor. Every and lead, every he- lead. Yeah. So good. Lloyd so good. Owned it. Yes. In that big, like, padding <laughs> suit. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> it's like shapeless. <laughs> I love when he's like, should I ask out Debbie? And he goes to Gomez. He's like, what if she says no? What if she says yes? Like, so frantic. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so cute. Like, he wants... It would have worked out because all she wants is money, <laughs> like unlimited income. And all he wants is like some kind of like affection of any kind. Yeah. And it could have worked out. <laughs> it could have worked out. Man. This could be us, but you playing. That is their relationship. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I he love is it. is Mr. Debbie. You are <laughs> Mr. Dip. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and it's it's so interesting because you have like these dual storylines. You have yeah. Fester, you have Fester and Debbie, and then you also have Pubert, who's just been born, mm-hmm. and he kind of has his own narrative going on throughout the film, like very subtly until the mm-hmm. end when it's very important. <laughs> <laughs> and he kills Just, Debbie, yeah, in a Rube, yes. Goldberg, a Rube Goldberg elaborate sequence. Yeah, yeah. And I just, it's so, <laughs> I just love the addition of that in that it's, he has this like really important moment at the end, but he also has like the family dynamic has shifted, Fester isn't here, and he starts to like turn into this blonde-haired <laughs> little baby who, like, wants to read Cat in the Hat. And- 
Like, to make the baby and to make the baby reviled is so funny. To to yeah. hate a baby in a movie is very funny. Or or yes. be disgusted by a baby is just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and the he details. could grow up to. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I know what you're gonna say, but I want to hear it. <laughs> he could grow up to be a doctor. Oh. Or a president. Stop, no. A lawyer. <laughs> so oh, funny. Yes. And that's, that's when Gomez like cries in agony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take uh. me instead. <laughs> Take me, God. It almost felt improvised because it was so dramatic and serious. <laughs> Involved <laughs> like a man at his at the end of his rope. <laughs> yes, hundred so percent. Just the comedic effect of something low stakes and taking it to the extreme of high stakes is hilarious. <laughs> take God, yeah. take me instead. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, because of course it makes you think like. They're very supportive parents, as we've already stated. So if Pubert hadn't have reverted back, it would have been like a Munster situation where they're yes. like, well, he's the weird one in the family, but oh. we love him anyway. What a great observation. <laughs> he would have Thank been, <laughs> I forgot her name, the, the blonde Munster. I do too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the quote unquote normal girl right. in the Munster family. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was not a yeah. Munsters fan. It's like Adam's Family or GTFO. I do love Pugsley. Like, because I think a lot of focus is put on Christina Ritchie's Wednesday, which of course is iconic. Everybody mm-hmm. knows it. But I think Pugsley does a really great job too. Yeah. He's really the is Bobby Hill foil. It's, yeah. It's like he's he's slightly less intelligent than Wednesday, but mm-hmm. it's fine because it's she'll fine. tell him yeah. what he's missed. But it's fine. <laughs> but it's it's that same level of like kind of deadpan, kind of not knowing what's going on. But like he shoots a bald eagle and, <laughs> and then dresses up like a turkey. Like, yeah, it's just so good. I'm just <laughs> I like Pugsley. Yeah, <laughs> I like Pugsy, Pugsley's quality of seeming like a normal boy <laughs> until you talk to him or see what he's up to yeah that's true because that that haircut was it's a kind of quintessential late 90s it's like a little hair gel in the front (laughs) and he smiled he's a member of the family that smiles in every scene yeah (laughs) always smiling Uh, yeah (laughs) so you do need one of the siblings to step back a little bit when wednesday is the queen you know yeah Mm, excuse me. And I think he accepts that role too of like, this is fine. Like, I'm just hanging out with my sister all the time. Like, this is cool. What are we going to do today? Yeah. <laughs> and making him the turkey that says, eat me is yeah. perfect. And he even does a little dance and you can tell he likes it. You can tell he's having fun with the yes. dance. And he says, eat me. Like, that is exactly yeah. what Pugsley would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, of, Lines that yeah. feel different as an adult. <laughs> it was like, tell 
telling all these all these parents, eat me. And then <laughs> they're so taken aback. Whoa. It just makes me wonder if like Gary Granger didn't quite hear it the first time. And then when the show came on, he was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, okay, maybe a rewrite. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. Okay, little little detail that is so specific and admired. Harry Granger's stupid play is printed in a Samuel French paper-bound playbook. Yes. That detail yeah. is unreal. <laughs> when did he have the time? His racist, selfish <laughs> fantasy was printed in a legitimate, <laughs> highly revered yeah. publication for place. So it's amazing. <laughs> well, and doesn't that just talk to the fact that of what the camp is? It's what privilege is all about. <laughs> he can afford, oh, he it. afford it. You're right. He's charging all those campers. <laughs> Oh my god! He spent all the money on getting the Samuel French rights to print his <laughs> exactly print his stupid vision. Yes, his Gary's yes. vision. <laughs> so good, so good. I mean, I mean, I could just talk about this movie forever, <laughs> just because I always like. I always forget things and then I remember them and, you know, just with this movie and revisiting it, I feel like something new comes out every time or like I forget a line that I absolutely love every time. So do you have any final remarks about this movie? I feel like we've covered a lot of ground in not a lot of time. <laughs> I think it it pulls the veil away from aspects of regular society at the time that were disturbing so you have this creepy family that has a healthy family unit but you have these privileged rich people laughing at their racist thoughts and ideas and outcasting outcasting people who are different than them and expectations you know things about regular society at the time at least in their community, were effed up too. <laughs> For sure. What? For sure. I, I mean, I cannot thank you enough for choosing this movie because I love it so, so much. <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> but so tell, I mean, so tell us where we can find you. I know you're on hiatus right now, but do you have a plan on when you're coming back or, you know, tell us everything we want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, thanks so much, Becky. I'm looking at two months ahead. Okay. Um, and I have a couple projects coming out and I can't detail either of them, which is just <laughs> the, the best response. Well, and so of mm-hmm. course people can yeah. find you on Instagram as well to keep up with any projects. Oh yes. Yes, and there's 20 episodes of my podcast, Ring Ring with Renny Rivas, and I think they're all they're all fun in their own way. If you're looking for like fast paced laughs, I think some of the funniest episodes are the ones with Phil Marr, Jordan Morris, um, my friend 
Misha D and my friend Morgan Klein, who went to prison. I mean, she was uh, arrested and she's got one of the funniest episodes and we're talking about the darkest stuff. But uh, take a nod from the Adams family. Like this, (laughs) where we, she made the content of our conversation hysterical and it is pitch pitch black, all pandemic, all uh, police brutality (laughs) arrest. Uh, And I swear it's a good time. So, you know, hats off to Morgan Klein. But uh, yeah, the episodes are streaming on all major platforms. So checking them out would be great. I appreciate it. Fantastic. Well, and like I said, I'm slowly catching up little by little and I'm enjoying it. I'm so glad that you're doing this and it seems like you really enjoy it, which is the best part, of course. Um, Oh, thanks. Of course. That's a lot of me to take in. (laughs) I think after after one, you're good. You can stop the YouTube. You can... (laughs) You can move on if you want. <laughs> I, I, I really do appreciate it, though. Of course. And, I mean, again, thank you for coming on the show. This has been just so much fun. And, again, one of my favorite films. So it's been a joy. You're welcome back anytime if you would like. <laughs> and Yeah. Thanks so much, Becky. And I'm, I'm wondering if your wedding is going to have any goth elements. Oh. We're talking about one of the gothiest <laughs> faves in film. I mean, I would say dark fairy tale, I think, is is the oh. is the vibe that we're going for. We'll see we'll see what happens. It's very early. <laughs> that is all I want here. <laughs> dark fairy tale wedding. Yes. Sounds like a dream. I, I love it. I'll keep it. you posted. I, I don't think you should cut the roses. Don't cut the rose heads off the roses, though. It's not a great look. No, no. no. Roses are expensive and <laughs> we're we're balling yeah. we're balling on a budget here. <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> well, Rennie, thank you again so much for coming on the show. So much fun. So much fun. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Becky. Of course. Another huge thank you to Rennie Rivas for coming on the show and talking about her favorite and one of my favorite films, Adam's Family Values. This interview was so much fun and this movie is just so wonderful and it means so much to me for some reason or another. And it's so funny and so good. And if you haven't seen Adam's Family or Adam's Family Values, uh, you need to watch it. It's a good time. It's a good laugh. You can watch it all year long and still find it hilarious. Uh, I don't need to sell it because it's it speaks for itself. <laughs> So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, you have a few options. Of course, you can go back and re-listen to all of the episodes we have. Season one is already there. And we're almost at the end of season two now, which gives you plenty of content to be listening to if you haven't already. And if you're digging our content, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It helps out the show, and I love to hear from you guys to see what you are thinking about the show, saying about the show, and just basically going on other conversations with other people. Because, of course, don't forget, tell your friends and your family and your family of friends and your friends of family about the show because we want to talk to them, too. And then you can also, another one of your options, of course, 
You can follow us on Instagram at scopophilia underscore podcast or on TikTok at scopophilia the podcast. And of course, now there is a new option, which is if you are interested in buying Scopophilia merch just to look that much cooler around everybody or your cat if you are staying home uh, like we all should be, uh, you can go to ncpodcasts.com slash scopophilia, or you can check out our Instagram and the link is in our bio. Um, Again, we have t-shirts, we have hats, we have tote bags. They are amazing. I own them all. Pictures are on the Instagram as well. More pictures are coming. As always, I'm your host, Becky Teller, here leading the millennial movie movement on Scopophilia. And I'll see you all next Friday. Bye!